0: Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, I think we've found it. we found it. The single dumbest sports column ever published in the New York Times. Uh, We'll read you some of that. You be the judge. A New York Times guy wants to award the national championship to UConn because they suck at football. And uh, he thinks uh, that's a wonderful thing because because COVID. Uh, We've also, by the way, found the biggest, silliest, craziest lie ever told by a politician. That would be... Our president, vice president elect Kamala Harris, our 47th president Kamala Harris, we'll read you that too. It is just so silly. Also, uh, the Eagles tanked on Sunday night, and people are not happy. Those Giants, those six win New York Giants, they really think they belonged in the playoffs. Uh, We'll get into that today on the Callahan podcast, brought to you as always by DCU. Why do DCU members love? Their free checking accounts, it's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is that with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. To even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at DCU.org/slash free checking, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen. Let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. It is a big, big day uh, today, obviously. uh, uh, Our democracy hangs in the balance. Not because because Donald Trump is trying to undermine our democracy, but because Georgia is uh, voting on which way the Senate goes. It is kind of scary to think that if uh, the Democrats steal this one, the way they stole the presidential election, then then we'll have... (laughs) They'll control all the levers of power, Alex Raymer. I think it's. It, here's here's why I say that is, I mean you've you've just, uh, read enough about this. You understand the the, what's the stakes, and you know the people, the personalities. You were tweeting about Kelly Leffler. Oh, she year. sucks. You can't possibly like her. Tell me, Jerry. Oh, Reamer, come on, you just got out of bed. Hold on. You can't tell me, Raphael Warnock this radical preacher, this supporter of Jeremiah Wright and Louis Farrakhan, the guy who says you can't serve in the military and believe in God. I mean, he's a left-wing nut job that would have trouble, I think, winning an election in New York or Massachusetts. You can't tell me Georgia is going to vote for that guy. Legitimate, above board, on the level. And Ossoff's almost as bad, a, a 33-year-old little trust fund punk. That This is Georgia we're talking about. If this were... Again, if this were Rhode Island, I'd say, you know, this is interesting. You know, there's a lot of liberals. There's a lot of people like you. Can you believe we're talking about this being an even race? The polls are dead even. And and this is the state of Georgia. What the hell has happened to that? Oh, well,
1: it, it shows that how how distasteful uh, so many people find Donald Trump and this Leffler and Purdue. These are inside traders. Kelly Leffler's is worth eight hundred million. Do you know why Raphael Warnock and Ossoff could win? Because they're clear. If they win, you get two thousand dollar checks. You get your student <laughs> loan debt canceled. Maybe more health care. I mean, they actually are running on policies. Leftler last night goes to the stage and is pointing to the sky and saying, "I mean, she sucks." the fakest the way, person i've seen in my life
0: no 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 you tweeted that alex Remer tweeted that this was the fakest person in uh, that you've ever seen and but we will get to the fakest person there is nobody nobody i've ever seen in kamala i mean Harris. trump was trying yeah. to
1: pump up in between you know t- saying he's going to campaign against the governor in a year and a half he was yeah. trying to pump up that david Perdue. you look at the crowd people like don't even know who he is I mean, no, these they know two- he
0: is. They know he is, and I think he'll he'll win. I'm not so sure about Kelly Leffler. We just need, you know, the 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 America that we know and love needs one of those two to win. We cannot uh, leave the Senate in Chuck Schumer's hands, and 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 leave. Well, it would actually be in Com-
1: it would be in Kamala's hands if it was fifty fifty, Jar. So she would be, well, you like, know, you're going
0: to win both. And she's yeah, and and and, but. Um, I, I can't imagine Georgia voting for these two. These two radicals—they really are—and I'm I'm with you. Kelly Loeffler's not a good candidate. She's not good on the stump. She looks weird. She sounds weird. But she's not in Kamala Harris's league. Nobody. And we're going to get to the biggest lie in political history. I'm I'm dead serious. The most outrageous lie, which tells you more about the the media than it does about the candidate. And the more you look into it, Kamala, there's. There's nobody, nobody who likes her, nobody who supports her, nobody who doesn't think she's the biggest phony ever. Not true.
1: She has has two big constituencies, the wine moms and rich white gays. They love Kamala.
0: Oh, so rich white gays, that's her constituency. She she was a disaster in the primary. She didn't even make it to Iowa. I, I reference this poll all the time. There was a poll among black Democrats. She finished fourth behind Liz Warren, blacks, black voters liked Liz Warren more than Kamala Harris, who's who's allegedly black. I mean, that's why she's got the, the choice. She was chosen strictly on uh, her identity and the fact that she's a woman and that she's a, a woman of color. That's all that matters. The fact that she's an awful person, an awful candidate seems to be irrelevant, but hey, she gives her boss or her her fellow, her running mate, a run for his money when it comes to making stuff up. I want to get to that after we um finish up with Georgia because Georgia's huge. It's huge. Oh
1: my god, massive. Uh,
0: and I I wonder if there are enough poll watchers, enough watchdogs in georgia to prevent the democrats from stealing it again and I'm, I'm you know what i'm not saying that critically alex i'll give you credit you guys stole it fair and square it was okay I mean, so we stole it fair and square. Yes, I and I wish my word. side i wish my side could fight as dirty as your side you guys yeah like, you guys fight dirty you know you keep the polls open when they're supposed to be closed you, yeah you, you illegally uh implement mail-in balloting I mean, you do everything which you is, can which, to take the – and you did it, and you did it. Jerry, you say you,
1: you say you guys – you know that Georgia's is controlled by all Republicans at the state level. So I don't understand. We mean not, you guys.
0: Well, well you know, uh, not according to Donald Trump. Well, I mean, Trump, I mean listen, Brian. Brian Kemp knows to how to
1: throw an election because he did it himself. I mean, he disenfranchised voters to beat Stacey Abrams right, a few right. years that's ago. Why you
0: had, that's why you had many, many, many more African-American voters in that election than you ever had before. You had oh. record numbers because of disenfranchisement. Um, but Trump was amazing last night. Just kept, And, and it was stupid because he just kept making it about himself the way he does of course. It was not a great rally. I don't care what anybody says. It was not a great, because he kept saying, I won. I won big. I won. And you're supposed to be focusing on Purdue and Leffler, and he wants to focus on himself. And he said he's going to go return to Georgia in a year and a half to campaign against the governor and the crazy secretary of state. By the way, by the way, the the, the, the most overblown, overhyped story I think we've seen uh, since Trump. You know, since Trump took office and, and and the media and the Democrats tried to bring him down, was this phone call? This phone call is ridiculous. I mean, it is so Misrepresented and so uh, lied about. Um, I, I, Where is the lie?
1: I mean, you heard the audio. What was right. misrepresented? He didn't threaten
0: anybody. The idea that he threatened the secretary. Yes, he, he did. Babbled on incoherently for an hour, <laughs> but he didn't threaten anybody. It wasn't even close to a threat.
1: He said, um, "You're taking a big risk. You and your lawyer are taking a big risk. If you don't find the definitely. missing Jerry, he just wants to find the missing eleven thousand eight hundred right. votes, which is one more was, than Biden had.
0: <laughs> and his and his point was why if there. He he thought he had, they, they, they stole 300,000 votes and just find 11,000 of them. He thinks he was, uh, he thinks the thing was stolen from him and he wants the secretary of state to investigate the idea that he was going to have this phone call and it wasn't going to leak when you have these weasels, like this Raphson I mean, and and it, it leaked in like 10 minutes, 10 minutes after he made the call, it leaked to the Washington post. That's who you're dealing with. That's a weasel move. But there was no threat. It's, There's nothing. How is this?
1: Weasel? Mr. Is the opposite of a weasel. He's standing by what he did. He says, hey, we ran Alex. a good election. We're not caving to this pressure, this insane pressure from the yes. most powerful man in the world for another 20 days or whatever it
0: is. So if you, I, if you and I have a conversation, you know, just on the phone, like we sometimes do. We have a conversation and then I see it posted online. Does, do you think that's a weasel move? Because I do. I think a conversation that's uh where you both presume it's you know confidential and you leak it that's a weasel move do do you really not understand that
1: not if the guy on the other end is threatening you and committing election crimes
0: we already went over that i mean honestly the the only
1: difference between this and the ukraine cause that trump no longer has leverage he's going to be out of office in a couple of weeks and georgia is an autonomous state like all of our states are thank god for federalism as I've always said, but if Trump's, but if, but, if, but if Trump had leverage, you know, maybe they would find the missing 11,800 votes. And Jerry,
0: good, good. I mean, good they but they're not major missing fraud because they never were new. cast. You, you know there was major fraud. Just I do not. Just be proud of it. You should be proud of it. There, you, there's you, no,
1: there's no fraud. Trump lost you, this election. You think I mean, Trump
0: I mean, is evil, and you think you can do whatever it takes to bring him down, and you did. So, I mean, you should be proud of that. This is
1: so, this is this is so was, stupid. I mean, the least democratic thing in the world, and as your favorite Paul Ryan said, the least conservative thing in the world is saying that 500 some odd Congress people now have the power to determine the president of the United States, throw out millions and millions of votes. I mean, isn't that that is scary? That's scary. Shit. I mean.
0: Get it straight! Illegal votes. You know there was millions of illegal. Right. You know it. Right, and, that, and, again, that, and that's where we're again, going. now. I hope next time my side has millions of illegal votes because that's the way it's got. We have to fight dirty to beat to beat you guys because you guys fight dirty. What are you talking I'm- about?
1: Democrats have won the popular vote in the presidential election five out of the last okay. six times. Okay. If they only.
0: If They won Georgia, <laughs> you know. if They won. Well,
1: I mean, demogra- <laughs> demographics demographics can shift. Demographics can shift. Arizona right. has two Democratic senators as well. And here's my thing, Jerry, and I'd love you to explain this. So all the Republicans, many of them who are challenging the presidential results, also won elections on the same ba- on the same ballot. So right. which is why it's why are so they not challenging push. their results as well?
0: Um, you know what? Purdue won. Purdue shouldn't even be in a runoff. If you counted all the legal votes, he would have got to 50% and he wouldn't have had this runoff. But we'll see. We'll see again. But
1: answer that question for me, though. Why are so many of these Congress people who are challenging the race, the, the, the presidential results, they won on the same ballot? So why are their results leg- legitimate, but the presidential results not? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Of course it does. We're just talking about a number of illegal or bla- uh, legal measures. This should not have been. But who did these uh, other people, you know, these illegal vote voters did they- you know, you know, the, the charges, the accusations, you know, the issues. I don't.
1: I, very confusing. Do. I can't call them. I don't know. Well,
0: I mean, when you keep the the polls open after a certain time that's illegal right those that's illegal you understand that right that's not still in
1: line people are still in line when the polls close they're allowed to vote
0: okay they're they allowed to vote you know all night i mean at some point in line close i think who's to say they voted all night i've said this before i'll say it again it's the republicans fault any republican who allowed mail-in balloting under the pretense of covid you were you were uh, swindled you're a fool if you accepted it and said you know because of covid we have to have mail in balloting right there and then you signed your death warrant you signed your your defeat signed up for defeat that was your fault Why? If republicans
1: to, get a voted if by mail as
0: well if you continue wow. cuz you know mail in balloting was a scheme from the beginning you know it everyone yeah, we've always
1: thought. had it absentee balloting the whole trump family voted
0: and you know we'll it quite, quite quite different and you know it you have to it's be not- uh, yes, you have to uh, show an ID to get a mail-in ba- uh, to get an absentee ballot. Mail-in ballot, they just sent to homes, thousands, millions of them. Not true. You know I, I, I did a mail-in
1: voting in Massachusetts no. this year, and I had to fill out an application to get my mail-in ballot.
0: Okay, I didn't. You, you,
1: well, you have an Iona Pressley's district, Jerry, so that's <laughs> that's the reason
0: why. Do not remind me. I'm so embarrassed. Every time Ayanna Presley opens her mouth, we have millions of senior citizens waiting for their vaccine. And Ayanna wants to make sure murderers get it first. That, to me, is the most insane thing a public official has ever said, has ever believed. But she does. Of course, Charlie Baker, our fraud governor, does, too. They want people who've committed murder, rape gangbangers. They want drug dealers to get vaccinated, Gangbang, including, including like 30-year-old guys who are in no danger. They want to them, them to get vaccinated before senior citizens, before World War II vets. I've gone over this before. We're not going to go over it again, but it's so bizarre and it's so wrong. It is criminal. But can we get to... And we got a couple of other things to get to before... Um, uh, uh, we can go back to Georgia if you'd like, but I want to get to you want to do Kamala Harris? Or do you want to do the single stupidest column ever to appear in the New York Times? That let's is do, saying something.
1: Let's do the Yukon thing. And we'll talk, talk about okay. it, this,
0: well, this we'll it. It is so bizarre. You you really have to read. I don't know if you can read it because it's in the New York times. And sometimes I can read a New York times column. And other times there's a paywall. I read this last night. It's so incredibly stupid. Um, I feel like I should be reading some of it, but the, um, uh, as we know, the um, the national title games next week. It's Monday, January 11th. Uh, Ohio State, Alabama, college football had a choppy, uneven season, but they had a season, and it was a very successful season. We end up with the two best teams. We saw a lot of great games, a lot of good action. Uh, you know, great players. Um, um, the Heisman will be announced this weekend. I think it'll be a uh, Devontae Smith of uh, of of, uh, of Alabama, an amazing player. We got to see him all year. I think they played uh, twelve games. Um, it was it, the people who wanted to cancel football were wrong. The the Corona Bros, the 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 lockdown lunatics were wrong. They played. There was some some uh, outbreaks of. Uh, the virus. Some games were canceled. Some were postponed. Some guys missed games. Trevor Lawrence got it. He got over it. Nick Saban got the virus. He got over it twice. It was was a challenge as we knew it would be, but they made it through and we should be uh, saluting the people who, who insisted on playing people like Ryan day, who fought like hell to get the big 10 to play who, uh, you know, with the help of the president forced his conference to play. And now he's in the national title game for that, I salute Ryan Day. Anyway, as we knew, the, much of the media in um, in July and August said, "No, cancel this. We can't play. We can't play." They were they were invested in stopping Trump. So anything to make the virus look worse, anything to create more chaos was. They were all in. The New York Times, of course, wanted to cancel everything. Wanted to put everyone out of work. Wanted to destroy every small business because the virus. I mean, obviously they have an ulterior motive to bring down Trump. They 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 did, but now they they they're doubling down on the- Trump.
1: Brought himself down by yeah. being um, fucking awful during this. I mean, come okay, on, Jerry. Okay.
0: Don't 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 distract me here. We're focusing on the- I asked you what you wanted to do. You said let's do the new. York I know, Trump. but you're
1: going off topic and saying yeah, Trump did hey, a great job on COVID. This is the worst job any Trump
0: president's
2: ever up, done ever. Um,
0: Stop right now we i I need you to focus for me buddy i need you to focus you need Uh, to focus i'm i'm I'm, I'm trying people haven't all read this ridiculous column it's the new york times nobody reads the friggin new york times kurt streeter is his name i guess he's a columnist for the new york times a, a sports columnist i have read a lot of sports columns in my day this is the single dumbest thing i've ever read this moron named kirk kurt streeter Wants to award the national title to UConn, UConn. That would be University of Connecticut at stores. He wants to give them the why because they refused to play. They were one of three teams in Division One A in the football in the subdivision bowl subdivision who refused to play, allegedly because of the virus. And for that, he wants to commend them. That's not the dumbest part. He he actually talks to Randy Etzel, the awful coach. Of UConn, the absolute loser coach of UConn, I think they've won six games in the last I don't know, four years. It's a it's an awful Division one program. They get their ass kicked regularly. They've been to one bowl game in their Division one existence. He talks to Edsel, and Edsel like says, "Oh, we did it for the safety of the kids," and he blames the other schools for playing because they just did it for the money. Um, Randy Edsel didn't miss a paycheck, like everybody else who who thinks lockdowns are wonderful. You know, every media person, every politician who says, who, who, who supports lockdowns, they don't miss a paycheck. They don't miss a day of work. So he got paid. He said, he put the question to the players. Do you want to play? And they said, no. And this moron columnist makes it seem as if they said no because of the virus. Well, they said no because they didn't want to get their ass kicked again because they suck And they don't lose their scholarships. And the best part, there was an outbreak anyway. (laughs) They got the virus anyway. As everyone says, the virus is going to virus. In this case, the virus ran through the team, even though they didn't play. And this idiot writer for the New York Times still thinks what they did was wonderful. And what Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson and other schools that decided to play, they're the bad guys. There is no end. To this panic porn, Alex, this this is so backwards and upside down. I felt like I, I really think people should read it. It is uh, it is a marvel on the on the just the insanity and the idiocy of this column.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the reason why, as we know, we did have a college football season is money and more specifically TV revenue. And that's precisely why UConn did not have a college football season. It's in the column right here. It's one paragraph, but it's to me the only one you really need to read. UConn has not gone to a bowl game since 2015. It posted a $13 million deficit in 2019, its football program. If this was a good football program, Jerry, that was making money, I got news for this coach and these players they would have been playing. They did not play because they suck and lose money. That's All it. Right. End of story. That's why. That's the reason why they didn't play.
0: The only the th- only three teams who chose not to play, Old Dominion, New Mexico State, and Connecticut. Quote, it was simply the right thing to do, no. says UConn coach Randy Etzel. Quote, I never questioned the decision we made, not once. And this idiot writer, uh, Kurt Streeter, writes, if more coaches were willing to take such a stand... Maybe we could have avoided the folly of college football during the pandemic. The airplane trips, hotels, and games played on campuses that were drenched in virus. Okay, let's, uh, quick question for you, Alex. Let's go over this quick question. How many college football players were hospitalized with coronavirus? I, mean, I don't know off the top of my head. 130, 130 teams. That's over 100 players per team. That is tens of thousands of young men who played college football. The answer is zero. How many died? The answer is zero. Even coaches. I mean,
1: no, we had one die at the uh, small school in Pennsylvania. I, think. I don't know.
0: Why don't you look that up? I guarantee you he didn't die from the virus. He did, actually. Um, okay. so, um, but, yeah, do that. Look it up. And they go over you know, different schools that had to postpone games. So what? The alternative, uh, according to this, 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 this Karen at the New York Times, was cancel everything. Well, they're football players who are at school in Division One on scholarship, and they're there to play football. Let's be honest. Why wouldn't you play? Because a few guys might get the flu, which is essentially what it is for a twenty-year-old.
1: Yeah, Jamin Stevens, by the way, got it. He was a lineman for California University in Pennsylvania, but he got it over the summer, so before the season started.
0: So, so that, was that Division One A? Uh,
1: I, I don't, I don't know, but and- he. And did he die from the virus? He did. He did. He did. But he got it over the summer before the season started. So,
0: yes. And and again, I mean, um, they get it anyway. (laughs) 23 of Connecticut's players ended up getting the virus anyway, according to the New York Times, although none of them became seriously ill. Of course they didn't. They're 20 years old. They're athletes for the most part. It is so absurd that even in the face of what we just saw, a very successful college and pro football season that had its bumps it had its little obstacles and they overcame them. These Corona bros can't admit they were wrong. Quite the contrary. This guy wants to give the national title, which I guess is kind of silly, but give the national title to a school that was, that didn't want to play because they knew they would just lose. And the kids said, you know what? We don't, we don't lose our scholarships. We might as well sit this out. Players want to play high school players want to play. They don't get scholarships. And and when they when you have these these hacks, these politicians who, who shut down schools and, you know, to keep the teachers union happy and, and, and these kids can't play, they have many more problems than the virus. You know, they don't have contact with their friends. They get depressed. They get they get out of shape. We've seen the stories we've read about the suicides. There are more kids in this age group who die from suicide than vi- the virus. That's that's just a fact. And people like this moron at the New York Times, don't give a damn.
3: He well, two things quick, though. This moron, he actually is at least consistent because he wrote a month ago about the NFL. He was the guy who called the NFL season a circus because that was just when Lamar Jackson went down. So he referred to it as a circus. But this almost sounds like there's another angle to this. Do you really believe that the football players didn't want to play football? Like, doesn't, yeah, it sound like yeah, but doesn't it sound like something where the school kind of pressured them not to, because well, they that's, didn't right. I would say
0: even, even at UConn, even if you're going to lose, you know, it's your identity. When yeah. you're called football player division, I, it's your identity. I, I'm sure some of them didn't, but you're right. It was probably at least a close vote. And a lot of them were very disappointed. Hell, even at UConn, there are a, a handful that think they're going to go to the NFL or think they're going to get a chance to play in the NFL. So maybe you're right. Maybe they were pressured by this, this loser coach, who you know got to extend his stay for an extra year? You can't fire a guy when you sit the season out. So he probably would have been fired you know this year because they would have lost because obviously he's a, a terrible coach. And now they get to put that off. They get to postpone that. I still, you read the whole story, you tell me what the upside was. What did they avoid? (laughs) They got the
1: worst. What he he failed to do is actually explain how many college football players caught COVID and many of them did. I mean, hundreds did, but he didn't explain, as you said, were there severe after effects? What was the real damage besides hyperbolic language? Um, and again, as I said, the reason why UConn didn't play this year is because their team sucks and it loses money. If they were good and made money and had a great TV deal, like Big Ten schools, SEC schools, right. they would have played. So the whole premise of this column is wrong and basically just like a UConn PR job.
0: And and you know, you say you know, if they made money, if they were successful, they almost canceled the Big Ten. I mean, they ended up playing six games and in you know, Ohio State's now in the national title game. Um, they almost canceled the Pac-12. Pac-12's Decided to play after Ohio State started. To, decided to play, and Ohio—I mean, a uh, Big Ten—decided to play. And that was because the the, uh, the president pressured the commissioner, and they were doing it for political reasons. Like anybody that wants to lock down or cancel, it was all politics. They decided to play. Do you think they're glad they decided to play now? I mean, again... I don't don't know. I
1: mean, I think they're glad they got the TV money. But a few things did bother me about this college football season. I do think players should get paid. I mean, you can't make the argument that it wasn't dangerous. It's dangerous to play football anyway, but even more so to do it in the midst of a global pandemic. You can't tell me that. These players didn't take on exceptional risk this year. They should be paid. And also, this is all about the money, because you don't think that... Uh, the guys on the cross country team wanted to play, or the soccer players wanted to play. Sure. But only the football players got to play. Why? That's because true. they made That's money. Not
0: That's not true. Down south, they all got to play. It depends where you are in the country. It depends what state. On oh,
1: well, well, the Big Ten, it was only football, right? And I think the same in the Pac-12. Um,
0: so you were absolutely right. There's no reason, and just like high school. I mean, I mean, high school football. Of course, they should be playing. They're 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 pawns in this political game. But no question, cross country. What the hell would you ever cancel cross country?
1: What I'm just saying. But, but I mean, in, in a lot of areas of the country, the only the yep. only athletes, college athletes, who are getting to play this year are football players and basketball players, and that's because they make money, and that's that's wrong. I think it's wrong. Oh, and it shows. And it shows you what it's all about. And yeah, and college football too. I mean, you said this was a great season. You can tell I'm fresh off a national overnight shift. I have these numbers in mind, but it is basically. Just five teams in all college football. It is Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and that's it. I mean, nobody else has a chance at all. I mean, this is a broken.
0: Uh, Again, I say, so what? If you're a Division three player, if you're you know whatever club, you should be able to play. It's part of your experience. In many cases, part of your identity. It's where you get your, you know your your joy in life. You want to play, and the argument against it is is specious. It's it's absurd. Like if you play, you might die. We all know that's a lie. We all know that's a lie. People like this clown at the New York Times have been telling for a while now.
1: They'll die anyway, maybe from brain (laughs) injuries. (laughs) Maybe, but
0: that's (laughs) a risk they're willing to take. And again, I'll go. But you know, I'll use your example because it's a good one. Why not let soccer players and volleyball players and cross country runners play? They can't tell you why. They know it's not a risk. They know there's not a risk of uh, 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 transmitting the virus. And even if there is they're not going to suffer any great <clears throat> illness or, or death. They're just being used. They're just being used by politicians, by hacks in the media, like this clown Kirk Streeter in the New York times, which if you, again, I really recommend, can we like tweet this column out? Colin, Amy, tweet
1: it out. Curtis. <laughs>
0: can, I mean, if we don't, uh, if you go there, I I hit a paywall, you sent it to me. And so I'm reading it right now. Um, and, and, even if it's about the money, Alex, so what? We all know they make money in Division One football. Again, there's no argument against it. There's no argument against trying to play, doing your best to play. If guys get sick, like Trevor Lawrence gets sick, then his backup plays for a game. You know, If, if the coach, Ryan Day, gets sick, and he did, or, or Nick Saban, then the you know, offensive coordinator takes over for a week. So what? Why is that an issue? Why is that a big problem? If they got the flu, the same thing would happen.
1: I'm just, I'm just sickened by the the whole financial disparity. I mean, did you know that like four Ohio State assistants banked over a million dollars this I, year? I mean, what what the hell happened there? I mean, it's that's what I find sickening.
0: I all, I've I've said this before. In my next life, you know what I want to be? I want to do
1: like a strength and conditioning coach for <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, Alabama. Strength and conditioning coach makes like eight hundred grand. This muscle head who just tells guys to you know. You know, lift. Uh, it, it, no, I want to be a coordinator in major call. I want to be Brent Venables. You know, the guy at the, the Clemson, the guy that the Kirk Street. he'll do a game. Kirk Street will do a game, a Clemson game, and he'll mention Brent Venables 900 times. Like he, he doesn't know half the players, but he knows Brent Venables and who dialed up a great blitz and Brent Venables called a great you know uh, coverage. <clears throat> so you're a coordinator. You don't have to Face nearly the pressure of the head coach. You don't have to meet with the media. You 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 make a million bucks a year. You're in a program that you know essentially can't lose if you're a Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State. So you have a run of you know eight, ten, twelve years, making a million bucks a year. You probably don't do all the recruiting. <clears throat> you just sit there and call a blitz. You know you sit there and you. You know, send in a a, a substitute, send in a backup linebacker, go in there for a play and you make a million bucks and the media works your shaft because, you know, you talk to them on the side. I want to be the coordinator at, at, at Clemson or Alabama or Ohio State, a defensive coordinator.
1: I want to be an assistant to Urban Meyer. You can, <laughs> life, you can do anything and then you're still staying on, which is amazing that all, it's, I don't know. So there's so much national coverage, obviously with Urban Meyer, NFL, but nobody mentions Zach Smith at all. Nobody mentions Florida at all. You just hear these vague accusations. You know, Urban Meyer, there are some questions about what happened at Ohio. Like what questions? It's amazing that sports media just, nope. None of this stuff. I, I don't
0: know. I think I saw a story about him the other day because Ur- <clears throat> Urban Meyer is in the news again. He's a candidate for NFL jobs, and I saw the story yesterday that he's demanding twelve million a year. And you know, of course, the media, the the oh, well, he's worth it. You know, whatever a coach makes. Uh, yesterday, the story of a pro football talk was that Belichick is making what is? what they say twenty-five? 20- Closer
1: to twenty-five. 20-
0: 20, 25. 20 million yeah. a year and, and everyone's a, a immediate response. Oh, he's worth it. He's worth it. I mean, how about 50 million? How about a hundred million? I mean, whatever. Oh yeah, he's worth it. But was he worth it this year? <laughs>
1: no,
0: you know, and he's been doing it for 20 years. So I'm pretty sure Belichick is set financially for the rest of his life. But, uh, are you right? Urban Meyer, he belongs in the NFL. Wouldn't you say? Cause when you're in the NFL, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, covering up no. little, little crimes by, uh, you know, assistant coaches or, or players, um, but he'll get a job if he wants one. There's a bunch of openings now. This, is, uh, you want to I rank? You, op- you want to rank which of the openings? I involved? have
1: a hot. T- I have a hot take. Jer Chargers, in my opinion, are the
0: Chargers or oh, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Which do you think is a better opening?
1: Chargers, because I know that Justin Herbert is great. So well, and i, I rather better in L.A. than Jacksonville.
0: Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. He might even be greater than Justin Herbert. And I think. I like Jacksonville. I have no problem with Jacksonville as is a, as a city and you're under much less pressure. I was saying like for Trevor Lawrence, we went to the jets. That'd be under a be on under, under a lot of pressure. Jacksonville. He won't be. I think those are the two best jobs. And if you're an urban Meyer or a, I don't know who would be another coach that can write his own ticket.
1: My man, Eric B Finally,
0: Eric, Eric enemy who uh, was going to get a job. Finally. I hope so. Jerry. Uh, And that guy, Robert Salah, is that how you say his last name for San Francisco, who's a Detroit native and probably, I think will get the Lions job. And, you know, they'll all make, they'll make whatever 8 million million the last two years. (laughs) Who's rumored to be the lucky guy who gets the Jets job? Who's that lucky guy? The Jets. I don't know. They're interviewing a bunch of nobodies the coordinators and assistants. I haven't seen any big names. They're
1: interviewing the Colts defensive coordinator, I think I read.
0: Um, yeah, Eberus. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, the, the rumor a couple of weeks ago was Bill Cowher would come out of the booth, and that would be a colossal disaster. He's way too, you know, it's been way too long. He's out of the loop. I think he's way too comfortable in his current gig. I don't think that would work, but apparently that was just a rumor. started heard- by rumor. Boomer Seisen, by the way.
1: If you're Bill Cower, why would you take the Jets' job? That the, the cushy. All right, I want to come back as a, as like a right. national football analyst. Or as Evan Washburn that guy? Probably makes like <laughs> 750k. He does two reports a game. No controversy. Nothing. Great, right? I mean, that, that is good? that
0: is a pretty good gig. But I think you can never replace the adrenaline rush. I mean, I think it's like players and coaches that Sunday rush, and we've heard you know guys talk about it before, but a guy like Cower, a guy like, uh, you know, who's another uh, TV guy who's got uh, like Gruden, Gruden, by the way, who's is quickly morphing into uh, you know Charlie Weiss on the sidelines. What happened to Gruden? Is that
1: <laughs> he should, he should, I mean, he should get fired too with the way the readers have collapsed.
3: I
0: mean, I know he's a kicker, but what was your quote yesterday from Jay
3: Feely? He really, he really kept his competitive edge out there. He wanted to stay in the game.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, Jay Feely who said, Cam Newton's done everything they've asked of doing except throw the ball and win games. And I said, yeah, he's definitely he's he won the nice guy award, and you know he's apparently a hell of a guy, but he's uh, a terrible quarterback. But whatever. And I don't, I think Jay Feely's like Z-list. I don't think he's uh, he's actually uh, you know making making his mark in the in the booth just yet. Maybe he will, but. Um, that that seems like a great gig, like being a TV guy, part-time gig, working whatever for NFL Network, but they never replace the adrenaline rush of, of winning a game on Sunday, which is why they... Plus, they make such friggin' freaking... I mean, John Gruden's got a $100 million contract. $100 yeah. million. Dollars.
1: But how much was he getting paid annually at ESPN? You would know this, Dave, probably. I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't, know. I don't know. Seven?
1: Seven? I mean... Let's say you're making seven million a year doing Monday Night Football. I mean, I'm not a competitive guy. I don't miss the Sunday thing, but I would rather, you know, make a little less to work on non Monday Night Football than deal with the pressure of being a head coach. But yeah, you're right. Six and a half million dollars a year to call Monday Night Football
3: seems it seems
0: it awesome. But they sit there in those meetings and they sit there in the booth and they say, God, I miss being down there and winning a game and you know, you know, having that 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 euphoria on Sunday nights after winning a big game and going to the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl, and you can't replace it. And that's why they go back. They, that's why they almost, they always want to go back. John Madden's the only one that never really wanted to go back. Cause he was such a big star on TV. And app- I mean, I didn't think he was great in the booth, but apparently he was a guy, a well-adjusted guy who didn't, he wasn't insecure and didn't have to be, Back on the sidelines to you know uh, satisfy his own ego. So uh, and he's still alive, by the way, John Madden. Surprised he doesn't make an occasional appearance. Like 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 Chris Berman make an occasional appearance on uh, you know three minutes. Chris Berman does a three minute hit on Sundays. That's
1: Good. How much do you think he gets paid annually? Was it this?
0: Monday? Yeah, it's Monday, right? Yeah. Monday night, three minutes goes around the league, makes some noises and sound of yeah whoop whoop whoop. And then I don't know whatever he's he has the best gig in TV. That's true. You know you know how many
3: people's takeaway today from today's episode is going to be that John Madden is still alive because I sure as shit did not think John Madden was still alive for some reason.
0: And and you not only was he a large man but you could see video of him used to smoke on the sideline when he coached the Raiders. He'd light up a butt during the game right on the sideline. He's 84.
3: On Madden. I was going to say he's got to be pushing 90 then, but 84?
0: Wow. 84. That is truly, that is one of those when you go, wow. I did not even, I mean, it's, it, it pro- the, he got out of coaching and probably extended his life, wouldn't you say? That I, I Coaching would... takes years. He'd be dead right now if he co- went back into the, back on the sidelines he's got
3: the most popular video game in the world named after him and you don't hear a thing about him personally anymore that's kind of must
0: have a all i know is when he retired he didn't have to even though again i wasn't a big fan of him in the booth but as a guy he said i gotta spend time with my my grandkids i want to do this i want to go to whatever little league games i want to and he did seem to do it for the right reason and I, when looking back I think he did because he didn't have to feed the ego like like Chris Berman and say just give me you know 2 minutes let me be on TV let me be part of it he just walked away and said I'm done here and for that I give him credit and now he's obviously too old to probably I mean maybe if we saw him we'd be like holy crap he's not doing well maybe he'd look like Larry King mm.
1: well Larry King was released from the ICU right he's, he's re-
2: basically
0: Yes I made this uh deal with my uh um, with my listeners yesterday, Reamer. Okay. And uh, with listener, so what's the deal? I said, if if Larry King's pulls through with this, we have to admit that it's not as bad as some people think. Not as bad as Kirk's three. Larry King is 87. He looks sickly. He smoked you know, five packs a day for like 50 years. If he beats COVID, anybody can beat COVID. Then again, Harvey Weinstein beat COVID. So.
1: As did Chris Christie.
0: Chris Christie beat it. Yes. As did Rudy Giuliani. Yes, as did Donald J. Trump. Well,
1: the (laughs) issue is, though, to put my source, these guys, of course, have the access to the best medical care in the world, whereas most people, this disease, it's killing old people in nursing
0: homes and the poor. So that's the issue. Yes. And um, by the way, we got to get to this because you have some real insight. We got to get to this. We're going to stop the virus. I finally came to the conclusion that people are taking it seriously and we're going to stop the virus in its tracks because. BU, Boston University, your alma mater, you and AOC, the two most famous alums. Boston <laughs> University has made a new rule. Their players must wear masks while playing basketball. Oh, God. It is, I, I, I don't know why this bothers me. I, I let it bother me. Nobody has yelled at me yet for going outside and running and, and walking the dog without a mask. People give me dirty looks, but they... You don't even wear me.
1: your gaiter, though, around your neck?
0: And it's a see people... Yeah, I do. Because if I go in a store or go in a, you know, yeah. whatever, get a you know, Dunkin' Donuts or something, I pull it up. No problem. But when I walk my dog or when I, certainly when I go for a run and you do the same, you don't wear the mask when you run, correct?
1: No, but when I wa- when I run by people who have their masks on, I do pull up my Gator.
0: You do? <laughs>
1: it's, it's common courtesy. Okay.
0: I don't do that. But no one, has, no one has yelled at me yet. I want them to. I got my phone ready. I want to record it. I want to be famous for someone yelling at me for not wearing a mask. Anyway.
1: Newsmax guest spots. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Standing up
0: and, your- anyway, just see, I see so many people. And I I walked yesterday in the city and I tried to uh, like keep track. Every runner, every runner had a mask on. I swear to God, I saw him. Probably thirty people running. None of them went maskless. I'm I'm a rebel. You and you and I, we're rebels now. We're.
1: It's you know. not a bad face warmer though. I was, out, I was running outside yesterday. It wasn't a bad face warmer. The mask. It's it's not that bad.
0: It's true. I have one of the, a couple of those things that I used to wear in really cold days, and they yeah. serve as masks, and I will when it's really cold. I'll put it up, but I can't. It would bother me. It would annoy me. And now Boston University basketball players, which is a Division One program. Yeah, big kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like kind of like their economics school. AOC graduated from this, so how good could it be? Um, BU is requiring their players to wear masks while playing, which must really slow you down. And they're going to require the visiting players to wear that, or the team has to forfeit. Correct? Do I have that rule correct? Yes.
1: I actually I actually don't mind this, and here's why. What is the Patriot League, which is their league? What is the Patriot League testing protocols?
0: Testing protocols. Oh, right, because curious.
1: because all these other major leagues, like the ACC, SEC, they're testing very regularly. So you know that players on the court, coaches on the court don't have COVID. If the Patriot League, which I'm assuming it doesn't, does not have access to regular testing, uh, what's the harm? What's the harm in wearing a mask? Well,
0: I, I, I I tweeted about this and uh, immediately get you know response. It's a very polarizing issue. And uh, one guy tweets at me and says, my, my kids uh, – I think it was like middle school basketball. They require all the players to to wear masks, and and without it, they can't play. So what's the harm? So I said, my first thought is, what if they require you to wear, you know, like play with, you know, one eye closed? Okay, but what if they but, what if they require you to play in in, in work boots?
1: there's Jerry. But there's what's no the harm. There's
0: there's you know, no, what's the, what's Jerry, the harm?
1: Because there's no health benefit to
0: playing in. Well, I got news for you. There's no health benefit to wearing a mask while playing basketball. Is That's not. This how is, the virus is transmitted? Yeah, it is totally. When you wake up, it it
1: transmits with the the, the spit yeah. out of your mouth, the aerosol.
0: There's like no evidence of outdoor no transmission. Evidence. It is it well, is. Well, um, you 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 play basketball indoors, so it's not. <laughs> we were talking about running by people. Anyway, indoors running by people is not how you transmit the virus. I,
1: I agree. Not but basketball wouldn't you say that in basketball you're grappling for the rebound you're fighting for the ball it's a closer contact than you running by someone on the street well,
0: I, not a you cuz they have a new rule they're requiring social distancing there's no more you can't be near it's, it's the games are going to be like 327 to 300 you know 25 because they're not going to allow them to play defense but we are doing much more damage and i know we've covered this ground to kids by making them wear masks and making them you know hide inside than. The virus could ever do to them. I mean, we are scarring these people permanently. These children who think there's an invisible boogeyman who's out there, you know, just waiting to kill them. And we have kids who are, you know, six years old screaming at other people because they don't have a mask on. When we know six-year-olds don't need masks. It don't. It, it doesn't. <sighs> I don't want to talk so this here.
1: 3 year olds. I mean, not. it is. It is. I mean, just imagine the amount of anxiety you would have as a kid if you're told now for 10 months, if you go outside, you're going to kill mom and dad. You will kill your parents and your whole family. Like, just imagine the anxiety you must have if you're an eight year old and you hear that. Right. And and
0: correct. And if it were true, it'd be bad enough. It's not true. It's just more panic porn. I've told the story of a neighbor of, of mine, a great little kid, three years old, and I see him. And I wave, hey, how you doing? And he yells, he's yelling, he's pointing at me. And I'm like, what, what? And is with his father. He says, uh, he, he noticed she didn't have a mask. <laughs> I go, a three-year-old is upset. And I was nowhere near him. I was like 20 feet away. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I I'll, 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 was like, I parked my car and I walked, how you doing? And, then, and I'm going, wow. we we convinced three-year-olds that if they see a neighbor without a mask that they might die. It's madness what we've done to children. And and it's bad enough that we don't let them play sports, or don't let them see their friends, or lock them away, and let them you know let all their anxi- anxieties they have you know just Manifest. multiply. And, and yeah. it's just crazy what we're doing to children in the name of science. And I'll put this question to any parent that thinks it's a good idea to put his four-year-old in a mask: Show me the empirical data. Show me the evidence that says that your four-year-old needs a mask. Show me the story, the study. It doesn't exist.
1: I I mean, yeah. I mean, kids of all ages are far more likely to die of suicide than of COVID. And what annoys me too is, you know, like the high school kids, even those who want to open schools, the high school kids are left out of it. Why? So it's okay to let 15-year-olds rot in their their rooms? I I know.
0: I know. It's it's so much worse. You You know what it was like to be 15. You know you had enough issues, enough, you know, anxieties, I can't imagine putting them through all this.
1: Yeah, it's it, and, and I mean it's the most regressive thing ever. The lockdowns, not to go through it. I mean, look at all the murder rates. Why are murder rates skyrocketing across the country? Defunded the police. Okay, well, I think it's because of just the social decay that we're seeing throughout society. There's no open libraries, Jerry. No more open community centers, and all of these neighborhoods, Roxbury, where I live. I mean, these these communities have just gone to total waste. There's no more order, and it's because of these draconian lockdown edicts.
0: Right, and I mean, you're not allowed to, like like over Christmas, like in, in Boston and many other places, they said no Christmas tree in public, like at Faneuil Hall, big, nice Christmas tree that used to play music. And no one, I shouldn't say no one, very few people like me or you say, can you explain this to me? Just explain it to me. Why a musical Christmas tree somehow will uh, uh, advance the spread of the virus? There's no logic behind it. It's just like this panic move from politicians who want to show people they mean business they're out to you know do whatever it takes to protect the people and you go but what a musical christmas tree where people just walk by by the way wearing masks how could that and then on new year's eve in boston very famous new year's eve celebration they have fireworks like over boston harbor they cancel them okay we cancel them for public safety explain that to me
1: no, I mean, and, when, and wouldn't it be safer to go outside, watch the fireworks on yeah. New Year's? Police are there making sure everyone's wearing masks and in distance. Instead, you close everything down so people go to house parties, which is where right. the virus spreads. We know that, to closed indoor spaces.
0: So it's totally backwards. Right, and they close restaurants at 9.30, have a curfew, and, and kick everyone out so they all go home or go to parties and spread the virus. It's There's no logic, but it doesn't matter. You have politicians hacks like 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 our governor baker and cuomo and whitmer and all these rest of them who say look at me i care so much i'm gonna do uh, take the next step which is you know we were at 40 percent of restaurants i'm gonna make it 25 excuse me mr governor can you explain what that does no he can't and he won't it doesn't is not based in logic at all and yet to me the most disappointing thing is the level of uh, compliance People just say, oh, good. He's trying to help us. He's trying to protect us. And you go, wait a second. He just put a thousand restaurants out of business. How does that protect us? They cannot answer. Canceling fireworks where people are outside, you know, you could be the biggest, uh, you know, um, uh, the most paranoid person with the virus, afraid of the virus. You could still go outside with your mask on, stand eight feet away from everybody and watch the fireworks, right? Yeah. It, It couldn't be safer. And cancel been- it, force, as you point out, force everyone inside where they breathe on each other, where 76% of the transmissions occur indoors, where they are forcing you to go. It's just so illogical. But
1: it's so logical. And I should actually set this down to Dave, but uh, our new speaker of the Massachusetts House Jerry, Ron Mariano, you know this guy is from Quincy, he's taking over for Bob DeLeo, who I'm sure is one of your favorites. Uh, he was interviewed yesterday on the TV at one of the t- news stations about the vaccine rollout. And how slow it is. And his answer is that he doesn't know anything about it. And then the reporter asks, aren't you going to look into it? And he goes, I just got here. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 92. So they're on top of it, at least. And I love Cuomo's vaccine policy, where if you're a hospital and you don't use your vaccines, that's a $100,000 fine. But if you vaccinate someone out of the state mandated order, that's a million dollar fine.
0: So he's, you know, he's so vile. Cuomo is just such a vile individual. I mean, I never, no one looks worse through all this. And yet, you know, you people, you Democrats, me, will,
1: I never liked Cuomo.
0: Uh, no, anybody who's paying attention just I, must be sickened by the man. But, uh, I'm, I will say this. Cuomo is not nearly, not nearly as artificial as inauthentic as fake as our, uh, vice president elect. I want to get to this because, We talk often about lies every time, you know, you talk about Donald Trump, you talk about lies. He lied. He lied. We've certainly certainly chronicled many of Joe Biden's lies. Anytime Joe Biden talks about his father or grandmother or mother saying, hey, Joey, Joey, uh, he's just making it up. He just makes the stuff up as he goes along. He's a, a just a serial liar, but nothing I don't think anything Biden, even the story about corn pop, even the stuff that you know, like where he went to college, we just making it up. Cannot compare to Kamala Harris's story. Yes. Uh, I shouldn't say yesterday. It was uh, in October, which tells you two things. She is just so full of it. So fake. And B, the media is just so in the tank. This was routine. The story she told and was, uh, published in l magazine it was i, I couldn't believe it when i saw this it was one two, three months ago this appeared three months ago kamala had there's a there's a a, a foot massage in l magazine for kamala harris they have this glowing photograph and they just let her tell lie after lie and they publish it like it's true and you expect that nobody's going to read l magazine but you think when you actually get a sit-down interview with the vice president-elect who doesn't give interviews to anybody and doesn't allow, you know, doesn't answer any questions. She never had a press conference. You realize that she went through the whole process, got uh, selected by Biden, did press, co- uh, did events and appearances and all that, and never did a press conference and got oh, elected.
1: Cause of sexism. She was, she was told by the Biden camp to sit down, you know, don't it worked, know, for,
0: it worked of- for Joe. It worked for Joe to hide oh. in the basement.
1: And he's still doing that i mean he's the president-elect he's taking office in 15 days and you don't see him you don't hear him i don't even know i mean this two thousand dollar check thing was all bernard sanders joe biden had nothing to do with and this they're going to
0: cancel all the inaugural events because they don't want to be embarrassed when nobody shows up because they don't show up for him but anyway Kamala, i i would always say the biggest lie a politician's ever told is barack obama who said if you want like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Right, yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> lie that's ever been told. Okay. That's the biggest lie because it had the biggest impact. It allowed him to pass Obamacare on the on false pretenses and take over one sixth of the U.S. economy. No not, lie, no lie. A president has ever told had the not impact. Trying to
1: end our democracy, which is what Trump is doing. Is. Just
0: give me one lie that Trump told that's in that league.
1: In uh, that- that he won the election. And that's not in the week. That's a million hey, times worse. But anyway. Continue. Okay.
0: So you think he'll be president on January twentieth? You think he'll could?
1: He'll uh, I don't, because thankfully there are great. So there will. So they will, so they will not, not be. be- Burger oh, Jim him Burger.
0: saying he won, there will not be a real impact. It will not change the course no, of history. Oh
1: no, no, it will. It will because now no. every single Democrat who wins an election, their victory will be viewed as illegitimate. And today, okay. Jerry, it's twelve Republicans who object in the Senate. But okay, next
0: twenty-four.
1: Then it will be thirty-six. And then we'll never have a Democrat elected president again. Oh,
0: thank please God. But anyway, unfortunately, I think it's gonna go the other way. There's never been a lie that was so brazen, so bold, like if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That was—he knew it was false when he said it. He knew the media would carry his water. It worked. They passed Obamacare without a single Republican vote, and uh, it, it's been—it's you know, it, been great
1: because I am part of Mass Health, which is which is, of course, the designer of Obamacare. Thank you, Mitt Romney, and Mass Health. Jerry is a great program.
0: It's a great program. I, well, this has no—not nearly the impact. But there is nothing. As I tweeted, Donald Trump has never told a lie this ridiculous. And I pointed out, neither has Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett would be embarrassed to tell this story. This is the lead to the L story on Kamala Harris. The first paragraph, it says, Kamala Harris started her life's work young. She laughs from her gut the way you would with family as she remembers being wheeled through Oakland, California, civil rights march in a stroller with no straps with her parents and her uncle. At some point, she fell from the stroller, parentheses. Few safety regul- regulations existed for children's equipment back then, and the adults caught up in the rapture of protest, just kept on marching. By the time they noticed little Kamala was gone and doubled back, she was understandably upset. Quote, my mother tells the story about how I'm fussing, Harris says, and she's like, baby, what do you want? What do you need? And I just looked at her and I said, freedom. <laughs> that is freedom. F W E E D O M. And this absolute fool, we mentioned this New York times writer who wants to give UConn the national title. He's not in the same league as one Ashley C Ford. This writer for l and she's got like two hundred twenty thousand followers and she's written you know books and this person should put a clown nose and big long clown feet because this person is an absolute clown i don't care that you'd love kamala harris i don't care that you worship her that you believe in everything she believes in when someone tells you a story this ridiculous there has to be alarm bells going off and you have to say did that really did you really say freedom and I guess I know why Ashley C. Ford did that, because she did it three months ago, and nobody said a word since then. Well, somebody, you know, some enterprising young right-wing blogger or somebody picked up on this, started tweeting about it. It went viral, and in a matter of minutes, we found out she stole the story Martin Luther, Martin Luther King. So I thought it was bad when she just made it up. I thought it was silly and It shows someone that's just lying for no good reason. Again, I guess I should give Obama credit. When he told that lie, it was a means to an end. It was a way to get Obamacare passed, and it worked. So he was doing it for a reason. What is the reason to tell a story this silly to a writer when no normal human being, no adult, is actually going to believe it?
1: (laughs) Because... I guess it builds her up as this great freedom fighter. I mean,
0: even at of young... but, but you're you're Alex. You're a liberal. You like her. I should say you like you support her. You agree with her. Sure. If she told you that story, I know you. You're not a total moron. Yeah. What would you say when some if she told you that ridiculous story?
1: Uh, I, it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom that even the circumstances. She falls off the stroller. Her parents don't notice. She wants weed. I don't even understand it. It's uh, it's crazy. It, but she's a liar, though. She lied about smoking weed in college. She lied about listening to Tupac in college. She lied about celebrating Kwanzaa as a kid. Uh, she's a liar. Kamala Harris is a liar. She's just this creation, this identity politics, yas queen, girl boss creation. That's all she is. She's vapid. She's an empty vessel. And, uh, and this is what empty vessels do. They tell lies like this because they have nothing of substance to say. And I know
0: this just broke yesterday. I'm not sure... How her, uh, her colleagues in the media, how her supporters and friends and, you know, uh, you know Chuck Todd and Jake Tapper and the rest of the uh, Democrat operatives are going to handle this. But freedom, F-W-E-E-D-O-M, is the silliest damn thing I've ever heard. That is more ridiculous than Jussie Smollett getting attacked by two MAGA guys at three in the morning when it was zero degrees in Chicago. And 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 he was going to Subway.
3: That not is a, not to probably defend her in any way, but could this be something that her mother just like fed her her entire life because she was big? You know could, what I mean? And then that they, could be the
0: yeah. defense. But then again, she's in a fifty five years, fifty six years old. Um, you can't steal from Martin Luther King and and have people just miss it. I mean, eventually they're going to get you. But this is the problem with being a Democrat: is you think the media has your back at all times. So you can say anything, and they'll go with it, and they do. But man, when you get caught literally lifting a story that's out there in the public domain that was told by Martin Luther King uh, in 1965, I mean, you look ridiculous. She looks ridiculous. I mean,
1: but no one will notice. I mean, because we have the Georgia elections tonight, then we have the big uh, confirmation of Biden and Kamala t- Wednesday. So this this will blow over. But uh, she's of course it will you so right. She's so phony. She's so fake, and, and uh, the,
0: the laugh and the hair and the I mean, she's just so cringy. I
1: don't know yeah. who's the faker. Her. I mean, I still think Kelly Loeffler is faker than Kamala. I really it, do.
0: It's a good. Uh, if you want have a good. fake off, it, it'd be close. But uh, I mean, Kamala Harris could do a hell of a lot more damage. She's gonna. She's our forty seventh president. Let's be honest. Good. Uh, I don't know how long she'll serve. She'll probably. I'm. I'm guessing three and a half, and maybe three years. But she is um, going to be our first female president, our first female president of color, our first female president who fell out of her stroller when she was a toddler and said, freedom. Anyway, I want to get to, before we uh, wrap this up, we got to get to the, uh, the Eagles uh, tanking. I want to get your take mm. on the Eagles tanking and um, what the league is going to do about it. Cause a lot of people are pretty upset and you know, When a six win team like the Giants gets screwed out of the playoffs, I think we should all be, we should all be very upset. But let me tell you about Shea Concrete before we get to the Eagles tank job. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps just for you? This is your winter project. Check this out. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values designed with designs for any home. Available in concrete or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. You can pick out your favorite steps and uh, they'll do the rest. You just sit back, let them take away the old steps, bring in the new steps, and just like that, voila. As Alex Riemer would say, voila.
1: voila. I mean, uh,
0: <laughs> your house looks better and it's worth more. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your new home or your old home. In most cases, they can remove the old steps and have you walking up the new steps within hours. You just sit back in the cold day, look out the window, and let them do the work. When they're done, your house looks better, and it's worth more. What could be better than that? To learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps, go to SheaConcrete.com or just stop in and visit and talk to the good folks at Shea Concrete. All right. I watched this, obviously, live. It was the last regular season game. It had postseason ramifications. Uh, Eagles against the uh, – uh, I'm sorry, I almost said Redskins. So I can't do that. Anyway, Eagles against the Redskins Sunday night. Oh, Gary, come on. The football team. You know what? I can't do it. I, I need a, I need a plural. The WFT is not plural. I need a plural. Give me it. The football team. Well, they, they, played they played the... F- the skins. That's not... Nobody thinks of Indians. They're just the skins. Anyway... It was bizarre because Giants fans all over the country, devoted Giants fans, were rooting for the Eagles, which was so strange.
1: How crazy, right? And
0: the Eagles stuck it to them by uh, tanking. I didn't think much of it when I was watching because I'll tell you why. Because um, Jalen Hurts didn't look so great. It wasn't like you were yanking you know, Josh Allen. You were yanking Jalen Hurts, whose last play, I believe. He had an open receiver in the end zone. He skipped it. He looked like Cam Newton. He came up like 10 feet short. And I'm like, yeah. So they bring in Nate Sudfeld, who's a uh, long time backup has played sparingly in his four years in the league. And I guess the excuse or the explanation is that Doug Peterson, the coach like wanted to give Sudfeld some, you know, he's a good guy, good kid, you know, worked hard, give him some snaps. And now Peterson is accused of blatantly tanking because he went for it on fourth and four. And I think they should do that all the time. I would, I don't blame him for that at all. And then he bringing in Sudfeld and Sudfeld sucked. As you're watching it live, you're thinking um, Jalen Hurts wasn't great. Maybe Sudfeld brings a spark and they pull it out. If they did, you'd say, well, wow, good move. bringing in another quarterback who could throw because uh, Jalen Hurts didn't look great throwing the ball. Anyway, that's not how it played out. They lost – Giants don't go to the playoffs. Redskins go. Uh, Peterson is immediately accused of tanking on purpose to go from nine to six, and that's a pretty good jump in the uh, in the draft. the 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 uh, uh, support for punishing him is building. Shaughnessy has a column, good one, you know, comparing what they did about the fleet game, which, you think about it, was ridiculous. We spent years talking about it accused Brady of taking a little air on the ball and, and came took him, a, you know, first round. suspended Brady, the greatest player ever for a quarter of the season for taking a little air on the ball. Do you think they do something? Do you think they come bring the hammer down on Doug Peterson and the Eagles?
1: No, they shouldn't. I mean, this kind of stuff happens all the time. The Buccaneers in 2014, people were treating this, were leading the Saints 20 to 7 at halftime. This is when they were tanking for Jameis Winston. And then they pulled all their starters and lost the game. But it was on a regional broadcast and nobody noticed. You know, Jerry, tanking happens all the time in the NFL uh and i think doug peterson did the right thing frankly uh i don't think he was trying to lose because he probably would have started sudfeld if that were the case but he's like eh, i don't really care if we win and drafting at six is better than drafting at 10 i think it actually would have been 10 if they had won uh so i don't have no i mean listen if you don't want teams to tank and change the draft system where the worst teams oh. get the best picks no this happens all the time in the league this just happened on national tv so everybody noticed
3: the, re- the, the reason the I- reaction is so hypocritical from even like a fan base. I'm sure this has happened to the Giants before where they as a fans wanted their team to lose for better positioning. It happened three weeks ago with the Jets, right? Everything on social media right. right. was, why the hell did the Jets win the game? So it's just hypocritical. I'm sure it's happened with the Giants within the last couple of years.
0: Probably. And again, to my point, see, the problem Doug Peterson has is not the Giants that they screwed the Giants. Because, again, the Giants won six games. Does anyone really feel bad for a team? That won six games that doesn't go to the playoffs. I mean, it would have been a joke if they went to the playoffs. I realize the Redskins only won seven, but still, the Giants have nothing to complain about. They lost. They lose their last four, or uh, three, anyway, they they, they, they lost.
1: They lost to Dallas. Right, is, that's true.
0: They lost to a, a lousy Cowboys team at the in the, when they had to win. Um, the problem Peterson has is his own players. You know, like uh, Jason Kelsey who is very well respected and people saying, you know, this was wrong, what we did out there. I think Peterson can say, you know, like I said, you know, what the hell do you really think Jalen Hurts was going to win that game? He's not great. He beat out, you know, he beat out Carson Wentz, our big money first round pick, but we wanted to give Sudfeld a chance, see if he could give us a spark. He doesn't have to admit to tanking. Does, he can make a case that he wasn't tanking, which I guess will keep the league from, you know, suspending him or, or fining him. But if you're an Eagles fan, you know, you have to say, good. I mean, we weren't going to the playoffs. Now we could get, maybe we'll get a, a, a quarterback another quarterback. First round pick. even though they just took hurts or maybe we'll get some stud, you know, left tackle, or, or maybe we'll get Devontae Smith and say, see, it was worth it. but, It is going to be interesting to see how Goodell handles it because we know, you know, competitive, whatever, the the competition, that's the most important thing. I think it's going to be lots of media pressure to to come down on, on Peterson. I was, I
3: was telling you before the show, I was telling you Sal Palantonio is all, you know, he's all hot and bothered by the whole thing. But it was a good it was actually a good question from Dan Patrick is, do you think the uproar would be there if this was not the national game on Sunday night? It
1: absolutely wouldn't be because, as I said, the Bucks did this even more blatantly six years ago. And as you mentioned, Dave, people wanted the Jets to lose. This happens yep. all the time. No, if this was not on Sunday night football. Uh, this would not have been the issue it
0: was. no, It's true. And it weren't the Giants and the Eagles. Those are kind of, you know, uh, cornerstone franchises with lots of fans and lots of fans in the media. But Joe Judge was excellent on this. And I'll tell you why. Joe Judge, coach of the Giants, again, they, they won six games. They got nothing to gripe about. But he went off on the Eagles without mentioning the Eagles. He went off on Peterson without mentioning Peterson I think this was, and this kind of went viral, but I don't know how long it is, Dave, but can we play some of Joe Judge talking about this yesterday?
2: Obviously, players have asked me throughout the day, and and I just can't express that. I think one thing to keep in mind with this season is we had a lot of people opt in to this season, okay? We had a lot of people opt in, all right? Coaches, players. That includes family members as well, all right? So, to look at a group of grown men who I asked to give me effort on a day in day out basis and to empty the tank. And then I can look them in the eye, and assure them that I'm always going to do everything I can to put them at a competitive advantage and play them in a position of strength. To me, you don't ever want to disrespect those players and their effort and disrespect the game, the sacrifices that they made to come into work every day and test before coming in to sit in meetings, spaced out to wear masks, to have shields over those masks, to go through extensive protocols, to travel in unconventional ways, to get text messages at 6.30 in the morning telling practice is going to be canceled, we have to do a virtual day.
0: I know he never mentioned Peterson. It was a good shot and a good term. Opt in. They opted in. They did everything they could. Um, by the way, the Giants beat the Cowboys this time. They lost to them the first time. They lost three of their last four. Uh, they finished 6-10. and 10 and get screwed out of the play it would have been interesting to see Brady go play the Giants Brady would have played the Giants correct that would have been yeah, 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 yeah Brady playing the Redskins when Chase Young calls you know says I want Tom Brady that's pretty good I'm I mean I'm I'm into all these games As I said yesterday except for the Bears every team seems kind of interesting in one way or the other the Bears never interest me I hate watching Bears games but every other game this weekend seems kind of interesting wouldn't you I mean obviously Brady's playing, Breeze, Rodgers, Josh Allen. And there's lots of great quarterbacks playing. They're they, they they're the big draw. The numbers will be good. And, you know, unfortunately for the New York Times, I think it's the, the NFL is going to complete a season and we're all going to be thoroughly entertained. And the New York Times hates that, Alex.
1: Yeah, this will be the first. I mean, because the wildcard weekend is usually a letdown. It's usually not very okay. good. So right, uh, Usually
0: there aren't teams... When you watch Wildcard Weekend, you know what you're missing usually the teams the, are going, right. Right, the teams are going to play in the Super Bowl. This time there's only two buys, and maybe those two will be in the Super Bowl, but you're most likely seeing a Super Bowl team, and you're most and you're certainly seeing lots of good, you know, lots of good quarterbacks, uh, like and and lots of good matchups, like you get to see in one weekend you see Brady, Wilson, Breeze, Josh Allen, you know, you get to see lots of entertaining players
1: yeah i mean you've said it every team in the league pretty much has a young athletic great quarterback who can throw the ball a mile except the patriots i mean (laughs) it's 1953 uh new england so no and is
0: there anything sillier than the discussion whether they bring cam newton back i said yesterday there is zero chance they've already decided i know they don't want to hurt his feelings and they're kind of making it seem like everything's under evaluation i guess it is but there's no chance in hell they bring Cam Newton back. They are moving on. There was more. It would have made more sense for Belichick to play Stidham than Peterson to play Studfeld. Would you agree? Sud-
1: Absolutely, which makes you wonder, I mean, how bad is Jared Stidham? What did yeah. he do this year? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my
0: question. And everyone likes Cam Newton. They don't want to hurt his feelings. They don't want to bench him, but they know it was a disaster, and they, they know they're moving on. But uh, anyway speaking of moving on reamer um how was how was uh new year's did you do any did you have any fun i
1: was actually with my folks i was with my my parents my brother was home from europe so we we quarantined did you drunk with your parents i do drink with my parents yeah <laughs> i can't say i got drunk or not but yes we have a great time wine fire it was very nice
0: wine fire with mom and dad sounds yeah. nice that yeah. sounds nice reamer but anyway all right well i appreciate uh Keep coming on you can read alex reamer all of anything you want to plug because i know you're
1: i did yes i wrote for the gay goods this gay okay. porn site i'm now writing for i wrote about the partying port of gays i'm not sure if you knew this jerry but thousands of gays do do? went to port of i know you're on top of this went yeah. to port Vallarta partied their asses off all new year's weekend and their instagram accounts now called gays over covid that are doxing the gays who went to porto vallarta and trying to get them fired from their work and things like okay. that so wow, a, i'm a, a
0: sorry to ask. Where can we read this on the
1: this is not that doesn't sound interesting to you that's it a great sounds,
0: it sounds more interesting than uh, most of the stuff you, you know i read put it that way okay. uh, okay. certainly better than anything i read the new york times today for the first time in like years and it's certainly better than anything in the new york times so okay. you can follow alex and alex reamer one one on twitter all right reamer thanks uh we'll talk to you again soon and thanks to uh shake concrete and dcu and allied paving and thanks to everybody for uh listening subscribing rating and reviewing anything i missed here
3: Culinary. No, but uh, we, Tom Brady's on a little bit of a real estate heater. Yesterday we mentioned the Brookline home, and today it's the apartment. in,
0: uh, in, and, in- and if you want to get sick, what did he make off this? Like twenty million bucks? I think it was oh, like a fifteen million or something. Fifteen million, he made a ridiculous profit. He lost money on the Brookline manse
3: Yes, yep. Uh, but he made money. I don't on know the- who the owner is of that yet. By the way, that's true. That's got to be
0: someone. Well, I'm just going to predict someone with the. Uh, with money serious disposable income but brady's a man of his word he said he will never ever live in the northeast again and uh he sold his new york place he sold his brooklyn place and he has never and he's moving to miami yeah be neighbors with the kushners and uh the rest of the you know and he's, and
3: he's roughing it in miami because i think the place he bought was only 17 million dollars so really I- Oh, that's a, that's a bargain down there.
0: He'll you know, have a big place and he has a big place Tampa, and He has a $2 million boat and he's getting into, he's a Florida man now. He's a Florida man and I don't blame him. Florida is open. I told, st- told my, my, my travel log yesterday that I was there over the, over the holidays and it's a different world. You can actually go to restaurants and go to gyms and live like a normal human being. Our next, our 40, Eighth President Ron DeSantis
1: fought
0: a good fight and kept his state open, and this, uh, and he's better off than uh, any of these lockdown states up here in the Northeast. So Brady's no fool; he's going to live in Florida the rest of his life, and I don't blame him. But anyway, uh, that'll do it. This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I
2: stopping? No one else stops.
0: I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.